you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. The Around the NFL Podcast knows how to get through to millennials. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What is up, boys? Hey, Dan. Oh, yeah. Happy Monday morning to all of you. Sounds like somebody's got a case. Kill me. I won't finish it. It is Monday. (laughs) And you know what? There are worse things that could happen in the world. We got up this morning. Uh, you guys put on your matching NFL Network shirts. You, hey, like, you guys don't have a case of the Mondays. You're feeling fresh. You look like Google in interns. Look, if you Fuck. give me a free shirt, I'm going to wear it. That's right. Every yeah. time. My point being, we came to work, and now we're recording a fun show, podcast show, that you can listen to here on the old uh, iTunes, and you can subscribe and all that, or listen on our website, or watch us on NFL Now, where we have the whole shows up. It's perfect. You can see Chris's hair is growing out a little bit. Just little a little bit. I'll shave it tomorrow. A little bit. Nice and tight. Mark looks like Mark. Ageless. In fact, TD posted, um, our producer TD Behind the Glass posted uh, a photo of Mark and I with Damashek from way back in the ATL debate club days. Uh, I look younger. My hair is a little darker. Uh, Dave looks like he's 27 years old. Mark. It was only three years ago. Mark, exactly the same. <laughs> Mark may be a vampire. <laughs> well, I do not look the same from below the neck down. I can tell you that much. You have two kids that are small. You know, you're running around them after them a little bit, but... Well, you're saying your we, body gets really tight from running around. I'm completely out of shape. I'm completely oh. out of shape. <laughs> I thought you were going the other direction. Yeah, it's a disaster. I, th- I think your body looks nice. This is the Around the NFL podcast, um, and it's we're now we're in the middle of the preseason. We're in the, the meat of the preseason. The week two games are all done. Um, so as you can... Imagine, obviously, uh, we're going to have a lot to get to, a lot of takeaways. Unfortunately, you've got to talk about injuries again, which is obviously something that cannot be avoided this time of uh, this time of year. So we'll get into that. Um, we'll talk about some other news going on in the NFL. And, of course, uh, we're going to really dig into Week 2 and say, who are the winners and losers, losers of Week 2? Mm. You, you can check the scoreboard, but that's not really going to tell you matter. behind the story. I mean, how many times have we 
mentioned a score in these games so far that we've talked about very rarely. Only the Browns-Bills score we mentioned because it was a funny score and it <laughs> 11, did show 10, funny. how everything in Cleveland goes to, <laughs> to hell. Well, that was pre-billed by our very own uh, Connor Orr as the best game of the entire preseason. It was exciting. E.J. Yeah. Manuel's career highlight right there. It, it is important in the second week of the preseason to declare losers with finality. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> That's what we do around here. It's a hot take express. And, <laughs> and um, <clears throat> a couple, you know, pull a curtain back things real quick. Do not hit it. Don't kill us on Twitter because we sound a little different. We're working in these lav mics uh, instead of headsets. So just it is what it is. We're doing our best. And, you know, I don't, you know, throw um, uh, Olive Branch out to TD too often. But do not bury TD like it's his fault. This is coming from above. So that's our sound situation. You know, we also got a lot of tweets about some other audio issues Barry last week. at Shadowy League That you can bury TD Twitter. for. Everything last week, bury him. This, No. Well, guys, I don't think it's fair to bury me at all. But you know, know I'll stand up for it. You know, I'll stand up for it. Uh, yeah, we had some issues last last uh, last week, but uh, it's training camp. We're working through it. We'll get there, guys. Be patient with us. Once we're all ready I'm be, to go, very patient, patient over here. Well, I'm talking to our listeners. You know, so oh, guys, be yeah. patient and we'll we'll get to it. Good video shows, good audio shows. We'll get to it, guys. TD behind the glass. Uh, millennial. Millennial, millennial says on his bio. You're a millennial. Apparently, that's what they say. Do we connect with you, TD? <laughs> Not really. Would you listen Not to really. our podcast if no. uh, you weren't assigned to work? Get some on more it? references in there. By the way, I got a loser for you, real quick. Uh, all the NFL players are looking to be the LeBron James of the NFL. Come on, that was uh, that was a big thing this weekend. With Adrian it was. Peterson, I don't Jamal even know Charles. what that is. It's a big thing in the millennial world. Yeah. Wait. What does that mean? Adrian Peterson came out and said, no, Jamal Charles, oh. you're not the LeBron James of the NFL. I'm the LeBron James of the NFL. It's like, That's some hard-hitting stuff is, you identified, T.D. There's only one Losers. LeBron, and he's a basketball player, so, you know. I think Sessler starts and stops LeBron. right there. Leave him there. Sessler's the LeBron of this podcast. No, that's ridiculous. That's basically you're just throwing a softball for someone to shoot that down. It's not true. There is no Le- Dan just said it. He plays basketball. He doesn't do audio. That's it. Uh, let's not get crazy. Uh, so yes, that's everything that's going on with us right now. Uh, and TD, uh, we would like to start and get into some news to get going. So would would you mind? That's two sacks. Him and the quarterback. Oh yeah, that reminds me of two more. Yes. Hard next recaps, of course. How are we doing with the vanity URL, Greg? It's coming along. Is it yeah, getting we're there? We're working at one letter at a time. One letter at a time. <laughs> um, also, Win West's toaster returns uh, later this week. So if you have not hit up at producer TD on Twitter and you would like to take down the mighty Chris Wessling, this is your chance. You'll have to pass a screening process. But listen, if you're confident, you can do it. Well, I've noticed there is a new confidence from contestants. This is the new tactic to get TD to pick them. Mm. They all talk a bunch of trash about how they're going to beat me. Well, I think they, they think that the producer wants to hear that. They think they're the right. LeBrons of Win West's Tokyo. Well, I think a, a smart person like TD can see right through a false bravado. Well, there's been a lot of so-called producer barriers to get through to, to play Wes. It's still a bunch of tomato cans are getting wiped out. Are we going to get anyone real this time? Stay tuned. All right. Tease. All right. Let's get into the news, and we'll start with some devastating news for the Green Bay Packers, who had a preseason game with the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday uh, on a seemingly innocuous uh, completion from Aaron Rodgers to Jordy Nelson. Nelson limps off the field, goes to the tunnel, and NFL media insider Ian Rappaport reporting that it is a torn ACL, the team believes, and uh, not confirmed. This probably will be confirmed by the time you hear this. But right now, it's just the, a suspicion or a, sh- a strong belief that's what it is. Jordy Nelson lost for the year, Chris Wessling. 
Yeah, first team All Pro last year. I've long thought for three or four years one of the most underrated superstars in the NFL. The rest of the league finally caught on to how good he was last year. I think the best boundary receiver in the NFL, extremely good after the catch. And between he and Aaron Rodgers, name a quarterback wide receiver with better chemistry. They've got the back shoulder down. Aaron Rodgers knows exactly where he's going to be. Jordy Nelson is absolute superstar. Here's what Aaron Rodgers had to say after the injury. It's, it's difficult uh, to lose a guy like that in a meaningless game. And people listening on the podcast couldn't see the kind of frowny face that, that Aaron Rodgers made. He was bummed. And yeah. here's, the, here's my thing about that. You, you have to practice football at some point. Everyone always acts, what a tragedy to see these people go down in the preseason. And that's true. But, it, but once we get to week one, no one's like, what a tragedy that they got hurt in week one. To me, it's, it's an injury. It's, it's such a bummer for Jordy Nelson and the Green Bay Packers, no matter when it happens. To me, you have to play well, some preseason well, Rogers, games, and this is going to happen when you're playing football. Rodgers' tone and, and his body language and the fact that he called it a meaningless game. And then to Wes's point, they already Rodgers already has the best chemistry in the league with Jordy Nelson. Why, why is he even on the field? That's where you get annoyed that these guys don't, you know, but practices you are enough. You have it's to. Like, you can't. That injury could easily happen in practice. It could happen in I practice. Know. It could happen he didn't in, even get hit. I'm minimizing it, though. You might, I, I don't want my skill guys on the field. of injury in the regular season if you don't play any preseason game. It's well, just inevitable. Maybe. It doesn't mean that it doesn't suck. Well, exactly right. They've got it. You've got to get out there and play to some degree. But, the, but it's, it's the problem for the preseason in general. For the whole league, for fantasy players and for fans of the Green Bay Packers or just football, that the preseason is this exercise that still includes injuries, and you lose major guys before games that matter. That's a that's an issue for football. It's it's a point. Well, no one enjoys watching the preseason. I mean, Roger Goodell has been upfront right. about what a terrible product it is. Uh, but I'm more thinking about the Packers and what this means for their offense and what this means for their status as, you know, one of the two favorites in the NFC. Like, like, is there a team more, as good as Jordy Nelson is, is there a team more set up to survive the loss of a top 10 receiver than the Green Bay Packers? I would say no. No, I, would, I agree. And I think because this is a quarterback-driven offense. Aaron Rodgers makes his receivers better. That's the biggest thing. He throws guys open. They have Devontae Adams ready to step in, the guy who they've been calling an MVP all offseason. A lot of people in Green Bay are all fired up about Jeff Janis, who was drafted last year, and then Ty Montgomery, their third-round pick last year, has looked good. They have plenty of depth. But this is a guy – I mean, Mike McCarthy, Dan Han just wrote an article in the winter. It's me. Mike McCarthy was talking about this could be the best the offense Tuesday. in the history of football. Mm. And it's not going to be the best ever offense without Jordy Nelson, not just because of how good he is, but like we've been talking about, Aaron Rodgers' chemistry with him is so good. But Green Bay's offense is, and this is not through signing big-name free agents, it's through grooming, drafting your own guys. Their third-string wide receiver is a making-the-leap candidate. That's how much we believe in the depth on this team. That's Devontae Adams. I think he can step up, but you're right. The ceiling of what they can accomplish and obviously changes. How much we believe in Aaron Rodgers, who's sure, the best you, quarterback yeah. in the world, playing a game at a higher level than just about anyone ever has. So if a wide receiver has some skills and he's prepared, he's probably going to put up numbers. Wes, I'll ask you, I think we were in agreement a week ago or so when we said that the— the Packers would score the most points this season or be the best offense. Do you still think they're the best offense without Jordan Nelson? No, I don't. I don't think they're close to the best offense. Whoa. I think they might be top six or seven. Wow. Really? Can I think of a difference? I do. I think they, 
Jordy, Jordy Nelson's great. What do you want me to tell you? He's a great player. To me, they were one of the best offenses in the league years ago, really for the most of the last four or five years. And that's when they didn't have a great offensive line. But you they have, have a think, good offensive line now. When they didn't have Eddie Lacy, and they have Eddie right, Lacy. But you now. have to think they lost Jordy Nelson. What happens if they lose Red, Red uh, Cobb, too? I mean, this hurts your depth. That's fair. It really hurts your depth. They, it can much less afford an injury, especially to Cobb, who has had some injuries. And they got lucky last year with injuries, so who's to say they're going to be as lucky some this other year? teams, if you lose, if you have maybe one Jordy Nelson, you got not a lot of skill position going on, your playoff chances are dimmed and probably gone. In Green Bay, I still see them as a bona fide playoff threat and contender. And if, they, oh, and sure. if those young receivers chemistry over the time of the whole season, they're still a Super Bowl. I, I think if Aaron Rodgers stays healthy, which, by the way, we can't assume either, but if he, I still think this is a 12-win team. Sure. But I don't know if this is now a 550-point offense. No, I mean, I think if you look last year, if you study Devontae Adams, the difference is all the back shoulder throws weren't yeah. working because Adams didn't have that. He and Rodgers weren't on the same page, and with Jordy Nelson, it almost always works. Even I think that's a big balls, deal. Like Nelson catches passes that no one else on that well, and, and team by does. The way, but remember, they won the Super Bowl when they were wildly injured. Sure. That was the one year they won. It was when they had 13 players on the injured reserve. And Adams, you know, all these young guys, they, Adams wasn't facing the one and two cornerback last year either. That's how he had those ceiling games against the Patriots and Cowboys. They'll, I think, we're all in agreement. This is still a playoff team, but come playoff time, this is going to hurt even more. You, you just. When they're going against the best secondaries, when Richard Sherman's on the field and now Jordy Nelson's not there, it's going to be tough. In other news, we'll head to Houston where they have named a starting quarterback, Mark, and it's a familiar name to you, uh, formerly Cleveland Springsteen. And his name is Brian Hoyer, and he has beaten out Ryan Mallett. This according to NFL media insider Ian Rappaport. He reported Monday that Hoyer was named starter to open the season, according to two sources, informed of the decision uh, this was a, a move. Bill O'Brien, as we, recently as last week, guys, said this was a 50-50 battle. What changed, Mark Sessler? Well, I mean, looking at the game they played, I wouldn't say either quarterback came out looking like a clear winner at all. Maybe HBO got in there and said, listen, buddy, you got to make a decision. we got a television show here. Let's <laughs> get, some, let's get some plot points going. I don't, I don't know if they're going to like the timing of this. It comes well, out on Monday morning. you got a Tuesday show. That's a quick turnout. Big test for Hard Knocks this week. I, I mean, don't we all agree? <laughs> That's my big it doesn't take, really right? matter who they name starter. We're going to see both guys a bunch all season long. Hey, when you see Brian Hoyer throw for 4.7 yards per attempt and get sacked two times and don't move the ball at all, it's time. It's your job, buddy. You know, it's, it's so lawyer time. Why didn't he just make this decision in May if that's where he was leaning and all the beat writers thought so? It seems like he's only doing it now because he wants Hoyer to get the reps with the third preseason Which game. Which makes sense. Right, but if you were, he didn't, like you said, 4.7 yards per attempt, a couple of sacks. Now it wasn't he didn't exactly back. earn the I job. Think no one won this. I think this is how you're supposed to play these things, I though. Agree. You have an entire off-season program. You have the beginning of your training camp. You have two preseason games. Then you got to get maybe Rex Ryan should take some notes. By the way, once you have the two games and the whole off-season and the training camp, name a guy. Get ready for the season starting in the in the third game. I agree. At this point, I think he gave Mallet the chance to surprise him, and Mallet didn't do that. The only thing that's always weird about this to me is that, okay, if Mallett went out in this one game and he only played two drives, I think, and he had do two good drives, does that mean he's the starter based on those two drives and that was it? It's got to be. You know what I mean? A lot of this Such is a based small off what sample they're seeing in practice, though, too. I mean, the whole overall Right, that's why I think Hoyer won with him. And we, but, oh, go ahead, Mark. No, I would say if you're Brian Hoyer, you can be named the starter, you know, on August 24th or whatever it is. 
but you're always going to have a quarterback breathing down your oh, neck. Oh, for sure. Ryan Hoyer. But he, get, he gets the chance. And maybe we should put a little more stock into what we did see on Hard Knocks where Ryan Mallett was making mental errors all over the field in the first preseason game. Maybe that's the type of stuff that sticks with a coach. Here's an interesting question, or a subject I find interesting. How much of this is because you have to sell it to the team if you're the coach? How much of the way they handle quarterback mm. battles is because you have to sell it to the locker room? You have to let it play out for a couple of preseason games and let somebody earn it? To me, that's always a bigger factor than we think. I think that's sure. true, and I also think that's why Dan's right, that you make the decision now so that you can start selling it to the point, hey, this is your guy. This is our guy. We're going to start preparing like he is our guy. And that's why I think Rex Ryan's making a mistake by letting this thing go on too long. Well, and Ryan knows how to make that mistake year after year. Basically, what you should do, it's like the old Seinfeld episode where Bizarro George, or when he does the opposite of whatever and his life turns around, do the opposite of what Rex Ryan does with quarterbacks and, <laughs> and you'll be okay. And one thing, this Texans offense uh, and the Texans team in general, I know, Mark, I think you started to get sucked in because hard knocks can do that sometimes. But well, that, I didn't even see the second episode, so uh, I'm good. not that sucked in. That's good, Mark. Um, will you dock and pay for that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're off. <laughs> terrible. You're off the show. That's a terrible job. But uh, now this team's going to struggle to score 14 points a game. Let's face it. I mean, they don't have Aaron Foster for at least half the season. Their quarterbacks stink. Uh, they had DeAndre Hopkins as a nice player, but there's not a ton of great skill players elsewhere. J.J. Watt's going to have to be otherworldly, and that might not be enough. I have a game pass rule for the preseason. I call it the Jonathan Grimes rule. Once he makes an appearance or somebody of his caliber <laughs> makes an appearance, turn it off. it's time to turn to another game. Jonathan Grimes is going to be playing big minutes for this team. A third of their points could come from their defense. So <laughs> if I assign you a Texans game and Jonathan Grimes is the third down back on the first Checking drive, out. You're just going to turn out. that game on off. to a new game. No one's covering it for an Call it the unwatchable anymore. Jonathan Grimes rule. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, in other news, uh, Mark, Mark settled into his seat on Sunday at the office. You know, he wanted to pound out some posts, maybe watch – a, uh, a preseason tilt between the Steelers and Packers and enjoy himself. Instead, he got a bloodbath because not only do you lose, uh, of course, Jordy Nelson, you also lose Marquise Pouncey, the Steelers' center, carted off the field with an ankle injury. Uh, he's likely to undergo surgery, according to Steelers coach Mike Tomlin. Um, and this could be an injury where he is maybe IR boomerang, maybe longer. Who knows? Like, he's going to be out a significant portion of the season. And, um, Mark, first of all, I'm sorry that your Sunday worked out that way. Yeah, it was, you know, you want a nice, lazy day covering some news stories that interest you and then just settle into a nice game between two high-powered offenses. Oh, cry me a river. You know, people are doing the games Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday, and and Sessler's whining about his one game, gets a couple of stories. West did the Nelson Post anyways. It was too much to deal with. I was working on seven other things. Greg, Mark, always, always an encourager, Greg Rosenthal. He's upset boss. that you didn't watch uh, episode two of Hard Knocks. Yes, it's I'm pretty cool. Oh, well, excuse me, I had to be in How, five you, in the morning. Were you, were you happy about this, seeing the Steelers, you know, your least favorite team, lose a big guy? Absolutely not, because I know as a Browns fan that it was sucked to lose the center last year. It changes your offense. Pouncey, I mean, number one, I think the thing is, a couple years ago, Big Ben was a sitting duck. In that behind that offensive line. They were a shambles, and it was like he was getting beat up. They've improved considerably, but then you go and lose, you know, your pivot. In week, before week three of the preseason, he's probably out for eight, nine, ten weeks, whatever. Disaster. Uh, PFF doesn't have him among the best centers in the league. I, I he would hasn't th- been like last year. They never year, do, no. but every coach and scout thinks he's great. Right. Yeah. And I guess, again, it's a, a, a test for their depth chart, and what does this mean for their running game, which everyone's very excited about as well. 
Well, their offensive line was going to be a strength after being such a weakness for so long. They had great continuity. This was always the Steelers' biggest problem. Now is one of their biggest strengths, and you lose the best player off it. They're used to it, though. They played, you know, 2013 without him. They played the Super Bowl without him, right? And they, they, they played a lot of playoff games without him. He's been hurt quite a They've bit. They've struggled game. without him, really. That's true. They've had. We've seen this episode in the past when Doug Ligurski takes over as their center, right. and it doesn't end well. Now they've got a guy named Cody Wallace who's a journeyman type, uh, it, I think it's going to hurt their Wasn't, offense. Wasn't uh, Cody Wallace, Mark, on your fantasy guys to watch? Well, it was my fantasy guy to absolutely avoid. Oh, Cody Wallace. Don't yes. get near this guy. I mean, you practice. We didn't know he was a center. All <laughs> backup center yeah. the, on the Steelers. Oh, it's a good thing to stay away from him. It's true. It's not, <laughs> not going to give you many points. I You're not going to hear that from insiders. No. Um, in other news in the preseason, uh, Terrell Suggs, who is a Ravens linebacker, uh, likes to get after the quarterback on, on what was a Saturday against the uh, Eagles. He went in at Sam Bradford, who, who appeared to be in a read option type play, went down low, hit Sam Bradford. He of the two uh, reconstructed knee surgeries in, in the knees, uh, leading to both Jason Peters, the Eagles left tackle, and Bradford himself. Well, to say that this was something that Suggs did on purpose. He was going after my knees. Um, Greg, what was your takeaway when you watch this? Well, it did look like a cheap shot. That's what Jason Peters called it. And it was because he went low that it was a cheap shot, I thought. Now, Dean Blandino, the VP of officiating, came on our air on Monday morning and said this was a legal hit, that on a read option play, you you can still hit the quarterback. And we're seeing this as a trend. It happened to Marcus Mariota Sunday night. That's how they defended him on one play, too. They went after him. Now, Chip Kelly disagrees. He said this wasn't a read option play. This is a shotgun play where he just handed the ball off. So it, it raises some questions. How can the well, defense tell the difference? Well, that's the whole thing, though. That's fine for Chip Kelly to say that, but I, I agree with Blandino because if you're Suggs, and I mean Suggs, He's not a guy that would ever do a cheap shot, so let's get that, that out of the way. But he takes shots at his own quarterbacks. He's care. throwing water bottles at them. I don't care. He might not be a great here. human being. Well, that's possible. But they if you're know. a defender, you can't sit back and like, oh, maybe we'll find out that. if the quarterback's running. Or right. maybe, well, you know, let's give the quarterback the time to decide what he wants to do. I mean, that's your job, and I think that they, the rule is correct. You should be allowed to hit him. It's a really tricky thing for the league to police because Chip Kelly is – probably telling the truth. I'm assuming he's telling the truth that this is just a normal shotgun run. But part of the effectiveness of their entire offense is that every play looks the same. That right. the setup for that sh- planned shotgun run is very similar to the setup for a read a- option play. And that's why defenders have a tough time and they hesitate. It's right. all about the half so second. So it has nothing to do with what Chip Kelly said. Can we, believe, can we believe that it was a cheap shot and that Chip Kelly is probably not being entirely 100% and that that. honest here? Here's the thing, though. It was legal. And it was a cheap shot. And if you're, listen, mm. this, this offense has not been a mainstay in the NFL for a number of reasons. I mean, it is legal to go hit a guy, the quarterback, in college off of this. But if you're, you're going to put your quarterback out there as a target on these plays, that's the price you pay. You don't suddenly change the entire rule. I'm, I, I agree with Wes. I think it was a cheap shot, and I think it was legal. And Terrell Suggs mm-hmm. is exactly the guy that would go after somebody with two uh, busted knees in as many years. <laughs> Literally the first, I think it was like the third play of the game. It was crazy. Right, but tw- in 30 years ago, like, that's football. And now it's like, now you're a defender, you're not allowed to go after a quarterback? Well, I mean... I think a quarterback out of the game I think changes you, the entire season. I think you go for it, it's just going directly at the knees for a guy who has injured knees. I mean, you could... I think when they went after Mariota 
on Sunday night, and I thought it was a very specific strategy that the Rams had to go after him on one of the read options. They, they went up high at him, which is which is normal. It was the fact that he dove right at the knees. That I'd like to bad. see yeah. the Texans play the Ravens and Cushing go up to Suggs and say, I used to go over after quarterbacks' knees until I realized I, it was for chicks. <laughs> <laughs> like going to Starbucks. Yeah. We will, we'll do a little more talking about Sam Bradford in our next segment, which is starting right now. Wow. <laughs> Winners. Okay. Winners and losers of week two of the preseason. Uh, we're going to go around the horn a couple times here. We'll start with winners. We'll, we'll skew positive at first, but then we'll just, we'll just dig in. And we'll start with the great Chris Wessling. He of the sky blue NFL Network polo shirt. It's almost Titans colors. Oh, ooh, okay. Little peek here. The Titans are a winner. Titans fans. Last year, they looked like they would never get another quarterback again. We're watching Charlie Whitehurst for most of the year. It's crazy. <laughs> but now oh, that Jesus. they've got an enviable quarterback situation, look at their young quarterbacks. Marcus Mariota, I think, is the real deal. I'm so excited watching him play. I remember Bill Walsh used to tell people, watch Montana's feet. They're beautiful. Mm. Mariota has beautiful fo- footwork. That 35-yard pass on the bootleg to Craig Stevens was it looked a little bit like some kind of Aaron Rodgers, Joe Montana cut up. It was a very nice pass. I love what, what they got going on. This play right here, he hits Stevens. Just a beautiful play. You, mm. you know things are going well when Bishop Sankey's running well. Everything we've heard about Mari- Mariota in the practices all offseason, the thing I like is that you can see this all now coming to the fore in the preseason. It's not like he's blowing you away, but everything is very composed. He looks like a veteran. I like him a lot from what we've seen in the two games, and I think the number one, when he's, ex- when he's experienced failure, he's bounced back mentally, too. And they talked about there were all sorts of technical stuff going on with the headphones yesterday, and it didn't frazzle him. But I remember a year ago, we were all freaking out over Blake Bortles, and he still encountered his difficulties as a rookie. The Rams and the previous team were not game planning for Mariota or anyone. So we still have to see that but it's encouraging start. If you're a Titans fan, I agree. You were in nowhere a year ago. you got to be excited now. Absolutely. And I, enough, though, spending half the broadcast. I watched that game last night about, like, what a great guy Mariota is and that he's going to be, like, the guy that the whole city can build by. It know. doesn't matter. That's the local broadcasters on That's, preseason are all fluff. Come on. They, the local <laughs> broadcasting. Outrageous. One of my favorite parts of this job is being able to watch these local broadcasts and and like there was a great one, Washington Redskins last week. They had first of all you got Clinton Portis involved on the sideline, who's just like he makes Eric Dickerson look like the most gifted sideline reporter ever, just the most wooden man ever. I think he's made out of wood at this point. You have the whole team going to hell, the Redskins, and there's a Twitter thing of like Redskins fans like, go for it, hell to the Redskins. We're gonna be great this year. Defense looking fierce as like RG3 gets wheeled away in an ambulance. Like, you know, it's just funny stuff, I got to yeah. say. And Joe Theismann, by the way. Anyway, oh, no. Sorry for the uh, aside there. But local broadcasts are fun. No, it's, it's all right. Somebody's still paying Theismann to announce? Somebody's paying him. Wow. His name's Daniel Snyder. So Marcus Mariota looks very good, obviously, in this game. But that wasn't the only quarterback for the Titans that caught Mark Sessler's eye, Zach Mettenberger. Got your juices flowing. You did. Listen, I, you know, I got a, into a little bit of a reverie last night, and I sat down and penned a letter to none other than Browns general manager Ray Farmer because it's time to do something about Tennessee's two quarterbacks. Go get one of them. Mm. Dear Mr. Farmer, I'm writing you today because it is time to make a bold statement, one that will change the fortunes of the Cleveland Browns today and forever. What kind of statement? It is time to trade for a quarterback. 
your quarterback of the future. And I have just the guy, Zach Mettenberger, the freaky, big arm, six foot five live wire down in Tennessee. Look, some don't like his game, but I see growth. I see the makings of an AFC North type arm ready to do battle. You wanted Marcus Mariota. You wanted Sam Bradford. Those ships have sailed. The good ship Mettenberger, though, sits on the docks, ready to travel. This, Mr. Farmer, is your Ron Wolf moment. Pick up the phone, make the call. Do not hesitate. Change Cleveland forever. Wow, Mark. Look, I, you know, I was in in a strange place when I wrote it, but I still mostly believe it. uh, I think, can I offer one counterpoint, first of all? Sure. All right. We're We're talking about this guy, right? Ooh. Listen. This, this is the guy that you're writing the love letters about? Perfect. We're looking at his famous Snapchat from a year ago. Of Here is a Snapchat of him looking like a monster. I'm a starting NFL QB. Get some. That guy. Well, he's, he's already made, gone through a transformation. I'm not sure that's the most representative photo of him in general, but uh, I like it. Why not? Can I offer a retort of my own? Please. Sure. Ideal size, rocket arm, kills it in the preseason. Regular season starts, he's a statue in the pocket, has slow eyes. Mm. We've already seen the good ship Mettenberger. He's Brandon Whedon. Oh. No, I don't think so. I think the thing is, number one, that's we can we can judge him finally off of last season and last season alone, but I, I think he's a good project. Well, I thought he was great last season. I thought I was leading the great. good ship Mettenberger for, for a rookie. Great. I thought he was right there. One of the he, highest failed drive percentages in NFL history, and you're calling him great. I thought he showed a lot. I thought he showed more than Derek Carr. I, I thought he was right there with Blake Bortles. I really liked Mettenberger as a prospect. That said, you just said, let's make our Ron Wolf moment. I mean, I also hey, would say, like, let's not fall into that. Hey, what was some Brett quarterback Favre after one season? It. Brett Favre was run out of town because he was a drunk. I know, but do we see that kind of talent in, in Zach Mettenberger? And do we, do we, you don't want to fall into that thing where just the, the, like Cardinals fans thought Kevin Cobb was going to save them. I love Mettenberger. I thought I was well, a big fan that he could develop into a good quarterback. And I heard people talking on Twitter responding to your tweet, some Bills fans like, how come the Bills aren't getting him? If you put Mettenberger on there, they'd be they'd be the favorites to win the Look, AFC, right? I was thinking, what are we sit, talking about? When you, you sit on the throne of ease like you do, you don't have to worry about these things. When you you're a team without a quarterback, you, you got to swing for the fences. And I think Mettenberger, I wanted them to trade for Glennon. What, Mettenberger, isn't, Mettenberger is swinging for a single. Not for the fences. But go out and get young quarterbacks. Keep getting new guys to compete. I, I don't like what they up. have right now. I thought you built it up, but I agree with the thought. If they would, If yeah. they would take... Uh, a third round pick for Mettenberg, I go. Oh, Mark! So. Mark, built, Mark built it up. His Stop final giving away third round picks for Brandon Whedon. Cleveland forever. Well, that I mean, was, that's yeah, that's that, building. And well, by the I way, I watched it. it in real time. There, I was like looking into Mark's eyes when he gets the wild eyes and he starts to get fired up. It was calm, calm, calm. And then something Mark Greg said set Mark well, off, and the wild it's, eyes it's were back. The entitled fan who's not experienced losing in fifteen years. I'm just, That's the difference. You you got to take chances if you're a bad let's team. Let's see Mettenberger do something against we the first team We just said last defensive. week they have no quarterback. I'm, I'm more Go worried, get more quarterbacks. I'm more worried about you as a person. You know, you have a, you know, a lovely wife and two kids. You need to modulate some of this Browns motions up and down. When they were losing that game, you said they're the worst team ever, then they're the best team ever. Now one guy's going to save it. You know, it's a lot. Well, you don't. I'd rather Greg have. lived in ease for two decades. <laughs> he doesn't understand the, the roller coaster Literally. nature of it. I'd rather have Johnny Manziel's next five years than Zach Mettenberger. Mm. I agree. Like Roll the dice with Menzel, see what happens. You would, by trading for Zach Mettenberger, you would essentially be cutting a cord on Johnny Manziel on some level. No. And are you prepared to do that? No, I'm not doing that at all. Bring in another quarterback to compete. You're giving, oh, and Josh McCown I, I'm not is just over? 
I'm, Josh McCown is a one-year patch. They should have gone and got a younger guy like a Mike Glennon over Josh McCown to begin with. That's just my feeling. All right, let's try to let's try to move forward. We're going to do our best, Mark. Very good letter. Now give us another winner, something not associated with the Browns, I'd assume. Another winner from yesterday. Look, I got to go, Jared Hain. Mm. Wow. Because I think what we don't like about the preseason is all this stuff. Jordy Nelson going down. Pouncey going down. But what's great about the preseason is someone like Jared Hain, where you've had months to prepare and practice. You get your first game footage, and you're actually incredibly fun to watch in open space. Can you just, again, for 98% of our listeners and viewers, explain who the hell Jared Hain is? I think most people know who he is. If you've been following any attention to football of the last two weeks, he's an Australian rugby league star who's come over to America. He's playing Best rugby rugby league player in the world, right? Sure, and he's playing for the Niners. He makes a catch like that and a punt return. He's... I think he's fascinating to watch when he's running around in open space. Who's the Jared Hain of the NFL? Played Ooh, the, the Jared Hain of yeah. the NFL. Jared Hain is the Jared Hain he of is. the NFL. <laughs> what kind of question is that? JJ Watt, I guess. <laughs> he is. He has shown what? that he what that means. has a role as a returner. He has returned at least five punts for an average of more than 20 yards. He's catching punts over his shoulder like Willie Mays. You can make a team off of special teams, and I think that's what he's done. He's doing that well because that's what you do in rugby. You have to make catches with people running at you. You don't get flagged for hitting someone while they're making a catch. So this is right up his alley in his skill set. He's shown a penchant for making that gunner miss every time. He could be a great punt returner. I just think calm down on him being a running back. Well, that's fair. He did, he, for what it's worth, he did have 54 yards. He also got demoted him. from the second yeah. running back through the rotation to the third running back through the rotation sure. and did it all against third and fourth. If you get a, him into space, he's going to make plays. Right. They have a but you have to get him into space. It's not that he's going to become their second string. He did have second string straps in the first game, but I don't think that matters. I think you make these guys make these teams off of special teams. And if you're a guy who, can, who can't do that, then you're out. But this guy's shown he's, he's some moxie. I don't see how he wouldn't make the team. And maybe Reggie Bush was ahead of everybody on this because I think Reggie said months ago that he had no doubts that Hayne was going to make this team. And he, he seems to me like unless something bad happens next week or an injury, he seems like he should get a well, job on this team. And you're not sneaking him onto your practice squad. Which is a, an amazing thing. You know, people always say kind of with the NFL, and we've seen other, you know, athletes from other sports try the NFL out. It's like, oh, you can't, you can't just pick up football like that. And essentially, he just picked up football a few months ago. <laughs> this isn't rocket science. Right. He's going to make it to the highest okay, level. Okay, that, but, that shows what an unbelievable athlete. Okay, but all the fans are thinking this guy just picked up football and he's already a star. Jim Tom Sewell is saying no. he might make the team. What's great about this story is he's just picking up football. He doesn't know how he's doing. And he's still doing pretty well, but he's still like he's going to be like the 50th guy on a 53-man roster. I, I want to see Jared Hayden be the preseason winner four straight weeks on this podcast. I, I would be halfway there. Um, all right, let's move on. My pick for the winner um, is Sam Bradford and the entire Eagles offense. I'm going to say because first we talked about Bradford. As bad as it was that Terrell Suggs went low at him and, and almost it could have hurt him again, it was good in a way that to see Bradford take these hits and he got hit again in the game, dust himself off, show that he can continue to play and not have any serious injury setbacks, that's good. He looks good on the field. He orchestrated a 12-play, 84-yard touchdown drive, and this came in a 40-17 to win uh, over the Ravens, a game in which um, you know everything looked good from from Bradford to their running game of uh, DeMarco Murray and Ryan Matthews. People have been raving about Jordan Matthews all, all summer. And so you put it all together, Chip Kelly seems to be on to something here. And their offense, so far, so, so far, so great. 
for the Eagles offense. Well, Chip Kelly's, you've got to take a lot of Eagles in your preseason fantasy league. Every year he racks up like 30, 40 points a game in the preseason because no one knows what to do with him. But that, n- nothing, nothing well, it's wrong been, about that. It's been three years now, and every time you watch an Eagles game, you're thinking, God, I'd love to play quarterback in this offense. Everything is a clear, defined read, and they're always wide open. I love I love how Matthews has looked. I like how Darren Sproles looks this year. Matthews I like listening looks, to Mike Matthews Mayock, by the way. That we, yeah. We're bagging on local uh, announcers. Mike Mayock's been great on these Eagles games. Ryan Matthews, I agree. Mark, he's a perfect fit for this offense. I think he can run wide. That is, that is the best backfield in the league by, by so much. It's outrageous. That you have sprawls. Wait, better than good. the Rams? We could not, save, as, not as fun as the Rams. Oh, okay. We could save this for the broadcasting podcast coming up a little later in the year. But uh, Mike Mayock has always done a good job. He did a good job on Thursday Night Football. Well, yeah. he's not who we're talking about when we talk about no. local. No, I know. I just, I'm saying yeah. I've watched these two Eagles games front to back, and I've learned a lot from him. He's given some good insight. Sure. Scoops. Greg, your winner. I'm going to go with Mark Ingram. You know, Wes was saying, who's the... Uh, Mark Ingram of this year. Maybe it's Mark Ingram because he's showing a different side of him. With C.J. Spiller out, your boy, Wes, maybe Sean Payton's going to realize you don't even really need C.J. Spiller. You got Mark Ingram catching wheel routes out of the backfield. He's showing he's a really (laughs) good receiver right now, and that's a big change for Ingram. He always said he could do it, but we've seen it. Kyrie Robinson also looked good. The, the offensive line, I think they've changed what they are, and I think Ingram catching balls out of well, the backfield is good. One note, good. Mark Ingram was his boy last year. Yeah. He was flying the flag all year. For saying, you don't need Spiller. He's like a third wheel. You got you need Robinson Spiller. looking good. You need Spiller. Just Ingrams in general have looked good. Melvin Ingram in San Diego is also playing well. Big well, the big winner him. is Drew Brees, if that's what's going to happen. Because they, they did try to transform this offense, make it more Cowboys-like with you know what happened last year. And if you're Brees, it's about time for that to happen. Mark, you're a winner. You're uh, another winner. winner. You well, got you, another one? You, you yes, like, I do. You, you know, your running back fixation. Give us it's always a little strange. Well, I think running backs are one of the more fun position groups to watch in preseason games, especially some guys later on. I like Zach Zenner in Detroit. I know Dan is completely against this pick. <laughs> he was shredding me on Twitter for it. Really? But three straight oh, 2,000 yards of college, career uh, campaigns in college. I bet he was great in high school, too. Well, this is another guy. Here's what I like about him because, you know, he was a stretch to make the roster and the way that – Jim Caldwell has talked about him. He said, this guy is fun to watch. He runs with purpose. He runs with decisiveness. This is another dude that you're not sneaking through on the waiver wire. He's going to get picked up. Vision, patience, <laughs> and burst. Those things jumped out to me when I watched him in the first preseason game. Again, though, he's got to make the roster. He's got to he, make it. He's got he's to be a special teamer in order to make Abdullah the roster. Abdullah and Zenner, the combination for the next generation in Detroit. Why not? Two winners, Mark. Well, special teams guys. So well, look, I, really I, 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 we're picking some high-concept starting quarterbacks. I'm going off I know, of it's the showing games your I watched and some dudes that I Very like. Very deep knowledge of the game. Chris Wessling, another winner. 2013 Denver Broncos, Peyton Manning. Their records are safe. Mm. I thought the Packers, <laughs> the Colts, the Steelers would be taking a full frontal assault at that record all year, but the Packers lose Jordy Nelson. Mm. Colts offensive line looks like it could be iffy again. A little early Steelers to lose Marcus Pouncey. All these teams have a little bit of hiccups now. You have to be perfect to, in order to break records. That year, Julius Thomas comes aboard as a mismatch. They still have Welker playing at a high level. They've got four pick-your-poison weapons there. These teams don't have that right now. Do you think Peyton Manning and Adam Gase are going to be like the Mercury Morris of this They generation? are already They're going to get together champagne. in 20 years every January and pop champagne. Uh, they didn't beat that record this year. I don't yeah, think that that's going to happen so because beautiful. that record's going to fall within the next few years. Hmm. All right, I'll give another winner. How about Greg Olson, Panthers tight end, no Kelvin Benjamin, 
Devin's bunches, Devin Bunches hurt right now. Cam Newton doesn't know what he's doing right now. Four of ten for 42 yards and a, and a pick in their most recent preseason game. And then I looked at Greg Olson's targets. Of course, he's um, you know was had his best season last year. His last four years: 89, 104, 111, 123 targets last year with Benjamin on the field. Martellus Bennett, who led the NFL tight ends and receptions with 90 last year, had 128. I think we're dealing with 130-plus targets for Greg Olson, and you're dealing with a guy who's not a superstar stud but a very steady guy. He could flirt with 90 to 100 catches in this offense. He's also on the Billy Zopka All-Stars along with Brian Cushing. <laughs> yes, he is. You, you know it's a weird receiver group when someone named Mike Brown, uh, DeMary Bird, and Scott Simonson were three of the leading receivers in their last preseason game <laughs> Those are all real people. Wasn't Olsen just slapped down on our fantasy podcast as an overrated? I, yeah, I'm not target? buying this one. Yeah, that's I'm fine. Not, Listen, everyone's right. entitled to opinions. You know, I think we just opinion. we, we re earned him as a listener. You know, what my back. opinion is that Sessler was onto something with his Matt Jones love. He is a lot of fun to watch. The Redskins running back. He is one of my big breakout stars of the preseason. Watching him, he looks like a young, healthy Jonathan Stewart. A little taller than Jonathan Stewart, but. For his size, his explosiveness and his cuts is really something. And and if I'm Alfred Morris, you got to think he's going to lose half his carries. I, Wait, I, just a week ago you were saying that Alfred Morris was a good fantasy player. Well, I've, I've changed my mind looking at Matt Jones. <laughs> That's what preseason <laughs> does good. for you. He's he he does look good. Matt Jones looks really he's good. Funny. Just, just the explosiveness in his cuts is just you can't – I don't care if it's preseason or not. That's real. He, um, and he's drawn comparisons to Marshawn Lynch. He's actually quite yeah, a bit bigger than that Marshawn a Lynch, bit. but he's got some of that explosiveness. He I doesn't look bigger than Lynch. as a total compliment. That's a top five talented player when he was coming out. Reminds me. But of if you don't like Greg Olson, I don't like Matt Jones. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> That's Boobie Pants. <laughs> All right, let's do some losers. Let's skew negative. Mark Cecil, we'll start with you. Well, you know, the, the calls in this planning for this show begins on Sunday night. When is my off time? And I don't right, know why right. I picked Darren McFadden, but I sent it in as my loser. And I was telling Wes and Greg I, or Dan, I don't quite remember what, what, my, what my thinking was. But I'll tell you what, I don't like Because he doesn't play special teams? You know, I sent I that like email him. out while you were still on the clock because I knew, oh, this way Mark can you know, think about it while he's he still on drinking. the clock. I was busy handling a game with 72 injuries, <laughs> being told that's not a big job. Well, Darren McFadden started the game and got no yards. I was going to well, say, sell it, Mark. Hold on, listen, hold on. Three carries, four yards, two straight three and outs. But listen, it's not about yesterday's preseason game. I have been down on the Darren McFadden hype train all year. I'm riding that train right off the cliff, potentially, if he's good. If he's not, I'll be happy. Is there a hype way. train besides Jerry I Jones? I think there is. West. West is the West. Oh, that's right. Hold on. A blazing comment from outer space known as Navarro Bowman blew up Darren mm. McFadden last night. He would have blown up Joseph Randall, too. The Cowboys were there without a couple starters on the offensive line. That's and Bowman just... What? Bowman's one of the big winners. Oh, yeah. Bowman looks fantastic. He's flying all over the field. I don't think that was on McFadden. And to me, he started over Randall. But again, not about the game so much. I just am not on this McFadden thing. I think it's going to be a fizzle out scenario. I don't think anybody's on the McFadden thing. I don't know if you guys watched uh, the Cardinals game at all. But if you had, you could have seen Chris Johnson's career just going up in flames. It's over. First of all, he got injured and he's not going to practice for a week or two. We didn't know that at the time. But when you watch David Johnson carrying the ball for the Cardinals and catching the ball for the Cardinals, 
It wasn't perfect. He likes to bounce it outside. But he I was going to say, what game were you watching? Because I saw a slow C.J. Spiller. No, I saw, I saw a guy who... He just broke every run to the outside and refused to go between the tackles. He also broke a ton of tackles, which Chris Johnson is not going to do. He made a ton of big plays, which I don't think Chris Johnson is going to do. And he was good in the passing game, which Chris Johnson is definitely not going to do. He basically was a superior version of what Chris Johnson could be. And I was watching the game. I was getting excited for Carson what? Palmer. You got J.J. Nelson now catching passes with the first too team 55 small. yards down the field. J.J. Nelson's too he small. He might be there a little, you know. Arians did say of David Johnson that he liked what he did after he stopped, got out of the dance studio. Yes. Well, yeah, because he danced, he wanted to break everything outside. I I didn't like it. I didn't like what I saw. I think I felt the same way for the first couple carries, but then he was breaking off, you know, running through people. And that's something that Chris Johnson's definitely not going to do. The point is, he's not going to make the team. Can't make the club from the tub. Chris Johnson's going to make the team? No, I don't think I don't think he will either. I think he's done. Can't make the team from the high beam. The balance beam. Balance beam. Workshop that one. Okay, yeah, that's good. Uh, I'll throw another loser out there. The Giants, specifically their defense, but really can do the whole team with this. They're hurt. They're injured like crazy right now. They had seven defensive backs ruled out before their most recent preseason game. Lost three more linebackers and two safeties, including uh, John Beeson and their starting safety, Bennett Jackson. Both guys had knee sprains. Uh, they already. Uh, they also lost uh, a safe, another safety, Justin Curry, with a fractured right ankle. Um, you know, this is a team that we think is going to score a lot of points. They might have to to win. They might be the 35 to 31 All Stars if they if they go to the playoffs. And not for nothing, and I will not put too much into this, but JPP has nine fingers now, still not with the team. Also. <laughs> Uh, your boy, Wes, Odell Beckham, uh, targeted five times, no catches yesterday. Eli, 4 of 14 for 46 yards. So the offense has a lot of work to do still, obviously. The defense is in shambles because of injuries. This team is not in a great place right now. This was a team that in March, if you went and looked at their depth chart on our lids, no safeties. It wasn't right. a single safety. And they've it's lost just, them all, the right. ones they had. It's not like there were, hey, you know, there are a couple guys that know the system, that have been here, that are ready to go plug in. They've got, they're starting with from scratch. Bennett Jackson's out for the year now, it's been confirmed. And uh, their starting defensive end for uh, Jason Pierre-Paul right now, his name is Kerry Wynn, an undrafted rookie. Hmm. That's who's replacing Jason Pierre-Paul. He's no Big Zach Zenner. Blue wrecking crew. Greg, give us another loser. Oh, who's my second loser? Something to do with Tom Brady. Oh, of course. It's anyone hanging around. I'm going to throw Peyton Manning in this, too. But anyone hanging around Tom Brady this week, you know, he's not going to be an agreeable guy. He's had five series, five straight three and outs. He's throwing passes to guys I've never even heard of. Their offensive line isn't protecting him. And then he's got to listen to everyone talking. Ooh, Jimmy Garoppolo, 28 <laughs> for 23. Oh, Jimmy Garoppolo, who's better looking? He went looking? 28 for 23? Holy he was 28 for 33. Who's better looking, Garoppolo or Brady? And Brady, Brady's like, I can't believe you're even talking about that. His first two passes the other night, this is what the first team, Tom Brady, were to Jimmy Mundine and Deion Lewis. Hey, Jimmy. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's Jimmy got, Mundine. Hey, Jimmy Mundine, is that you? Backups, backups, tight end. I don't know. Mm. But he was I don't late. feel like Tom Brady's panicking. I think he's pretty annoyed right now. If, if you're Tom Brady, you're pretty competitive, and you, it's, it's been a disaster, and you're going to New York every other day to go ch- talk to judges. You don't know if you're going to be suspended. It's a bad time to be. Oh, he's better looking than Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't, I'm done with that conversation. Yeah. Uh, another loser, Wes. The Washington Redskins fans or their quarterbacks or anybody associated with this dysfunctional organization, you've got... The broadcasting team. What are they going to do with RG3? Put him back behind that offensive line? It's exactly what they're going to do. Jay Gruden said it yesterday. We absolutely need the work whether he takes one shot or ten shots. 
That sounds like a coach trying to get his quarterback injured. Marcus <laughs> Mariota takes one hit yesterday. The Titans pull him out of the game because they're worried. They know he's their franchise. The Redskins aren't acting. Well, Jay Gruden is not acting like RG3 is his starting quarterback. He's acting like it's a guy he wants to get out of the way so he can start someone else. I think he's been told from various mm. people up above that he's your starting quarterback. But from a coaching angle, we've never really He knows how to get rid of that problem. Just get him hurt. It's or crazy just put how... Brandon Scherf in there. That's how you get rid of RG3. <laughs> this... this plot line has not changed in August, which is supposed to be happy time. Jason Reed, who's a columnist uh, for the Redskins, tweeted out that people inside the building know that they're cooked and have no chance with RG3. Jeez. He tweeted that over the weekend. So it's all starting again, and we haven't even You know how to get won. rid of that problem? Have him take 10 shots in a preseason game. Jay Gruden just said he's going to do it again. That's a bold statement that you're saying. That's like B- Bud Kilmer Varsity Blues stuff right there. <laughs> that, Straight that, evil. That's a that you know that's you're sending it at Jay Gruden right there. Mark, give me a loser. I got a loser. How about any fantasy nerd that overzealously held their draft like in a week and a half ago? <laughs> How about hold on to your seat, give it some time, because now you went and drafted Jordy Nelson. You went and drafted anyone else that got hurt. You don't do your draft till the very end. You don't go with your first round pick and then find out that he's not going to play all season. Ridiculous. That's fair. I will throw one thing out there. A lot of times. What happens, it's not in my league since I moved uh, from the East Coast, but a lot of times people try to slot a date where they can all be together. And sometimes it's very hard to get it at the end of the month, so they end up settling the middle of the night. How about this? Togetherness, less important than drafting a quality team. Uh, Agreed. Go have a a mid-season togetherness party where you can celebrate the fact that you play a sport vicariously. They have these crazy things online where you can actually draft the teams that way. On your That's true. You could even be in different places. And you know, by the way, to going back to draft philosophies from last Friday, those group gatherings are just like a way for you to end up getting drunk, and somebody, some teetotaler, is going to take advantage of you. So <laughs> just do your online draft and hold it early September this year, or at the very end of August, at the very least. That was a good one, Mark. Speaking of injuries, football agnostics like me are big losers mm. because all we can look forward to is watching the most exciting teams, and now the Packers. Instead of watching Jordy Nelson, who's one of the most fun players in the league for me to watch, I'm watching Jeff Janis or Ty <laughs> Montgomery or whatever. Instead of watching Kelvin Benjamin, Harris. I'm watching 900 snaps of Corey Brown now instead of Kelvin <laughs> Benjamin. Football agnostics, anybody who wants to watch Game Pass just for mm. gits and shiggles, I mean, it's gonna not going to be as much fun. You didn't even mention Frank Alexander is out for the season with a torn Achilles for the Panthers. I know you're a big Alexander guy. I'd you don't want to watch... be watching Wes Horton. No, I want to watch Coney Ely. <laughs> and uh, finally, I'll throw one out there. The fans lose because, you know, Blair Walsh became the third guy, three, third kicker to miss a PAT in two games. And I'll tell you what, how exciting is this? We, as football fans... Uh, you know, I'll say we as the NFL use the Royal we here screwed the pooch here because we're just going to oh, miss a bunch God. of missed extra points. No, I know people are going for two right now in the preseason. It's not going to happen because you pulled a half measure. You didn't move in the two point conversion. So we're just going to have a bunch of bums like Blair Walsh missing kicks. It's going to be like one missed games. kick a week. Yeah, that's one missed kick a week. But why isn't that the point of the rule is that it's not automatic? So them missing the kicks isn't proof that the rule is not working. It's proof that the rule is working. Yeah, but what at what cost? 
Greg, at what cost? A <laughs> I don't 33 know. What is the cost? Extra to, point. Here's the, here's the cost. How about why not have a play that is meaningful and has some sort of drama or get rid of the play? So I think it's better than it was. I don't think it's good. I think they should make it it's even It's terrible back. for PAT specialists hoping to get into Canton. Right. It's just another way for kickers to get fired. And if Mark's allowed to talk about special teams guys in this segment, I will talk about Blair Walsh a little more. You can talk about <laughs> it. guy just signed a four-year extension like a couple of months ago. He missed three field goals. And an uh, extra point <laughs> this weekend, wow. uh, leading to his coach saying he has to kick better than he did tonight. Mike Zimmer said he's got to make those kicks. Probably cost us 10 points tonight. He might be the first guy to get a four-year extension and then get canned. I got to wonder if a guy like that's camp. injured. Sounds like Mason Crosby a few years ago. Yeah, my father, he once told me when I was a little boy, never trust a guy named Blair. Mm. That's actually gr- like great a, advice. Yeah. Blairs are usually evil. All right, that's it. Apologies to all Blairs. Blair Witch Project, evil. Yeah, we will be back. Underwood? Uh, yeah. You know, not evil. Not that evil. Uh, we will be back on Wednesday with another show. Uh, the whole team will be with us. Hopefully, you guys with Mark and Chris will be wearing matching shirts oh, yeah, again. Gotta, I'm going to be wearing that one. We got colors. You look very good. You look like uh, tag team champions of the world or something. Free clothing. Uh, Heard all the time. This tag is, team. Oh, this is just embarrassing oh, this is, right now. Oh. Wow, it, that didn't even help. When Wes it's... left hanging for five seconds in a blue NFL I, I have shirt. faith. Uh, let's go. Around. Let's get out of here. This is Dan Hansis (laughs) signing off for The Quiet Storm, The Mailman, The Boss, TD, The Irish with the Haircut, Sully back there, everyone behind the glass. Until Wednesday. Dear Mr. Farmer, I'm writing you today because it is time to make a bold statement. One that will change the fortunes of the Cleveland Browns today and forever. What kind of statement? It is time to trade for a quarterback. Your quarterback of the future. And I have just the guy. Zach Mettenberger. The freaky, big arm, six foot five live wire down in Tennessee. Look, some don't like his game, but I see growth. I see the makings of an AFC North type arm ready to do battle. You wanted Marcus Mariota. You wanted Sam Bradford. Those ships have sailed. The good ship Mettenberger, though, sits on the docks, ready to travel. This, Mr. Farmer, is your Ron Wolf moment. Pick up the phone, make the call. Do not hesitate. Change Cleveland forever. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 
With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.